Hey guys, thanks for tuning in with us here at After the Sermon Ends, where we know that after the monologue ends, Mm -hmm. the dialogue continues, the questions start, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are missing our fellow comrade. Yes, we are. Marcus (laughs) Donald. Marcus Donald. Um, (laughs) I forget where he is right now, but... St. Augustine. Ooh. Man, he's in a better place, huh? He is, I think. I hope it's not wet. I hope it's not raining on him like it is on us. Yeah, it is pretty pretty nasty <laughs> out here. So he's in a better place. Rest in peace, Marcus. We, <laughs> we miss you, brother. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, but I I do have the privilege and honor of hmm. sitting with Jared Cagle, the one and only. Wow. The one who will worship in spirit and in truth. Hey, uh, I receive it. <laughs> I'm honored to be here. Um, so thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Yep, yep. Really appreciate it, man. <laughs> but actually, it's your TED Talk <laughs> because you spoke on Sunday and mm-hmm. you spoke about the Lord's wrath. Yeah, yeah, we went there for sure. Which I'm excited to hear about because, you know, we had BB come in mm-hmm. and he spoke about Ephesians chapter 1 through 2, which talked about imitate God and love yeah. of God and sacrifice and now yeah. we're hitting a home run, in a sense, <laughs> with God's wrath. Right. Usually people don't talk about God's wrath. So how were you, I mean, what was going on inside your mind, like, yeah. as you're preaching this message? And yeah, yeah. Let, let the audience know. Let your thoughts be known. Yeah, this was, this was one that I genuinely didn't want to preach, like, all week when I was preparing it. Um, was dreading, <laughs> dreading delivering it. Um, but it's also interesting because you mentioned BB preached uh, f- chapter five, one and two, mm-hmm. which is walk in love, be imitators of God right. as beloved children. Um, it's interesting that that seems easier mm. to preach than sexual morality, impurity, yeah, all all. Uh, covetousness, all um, manner of filthy talk mm. should be have no place among you. Mm. It's interesting that a command to walk in love and to imitate God yeah. is easier for us to preach about than don't do this mm-hmm. and don't do that. Um, if, if we're honest, it's certainly more difficult to imitate God. Yeah a holy and just and righteous. Mm. When he says, be imitators of God, to walk in love, the definition of love is self-sacrifice. Right. It's, a, it's a sacrificial love the way Jesus lived. Mm-hmm. What could be harder for us in the natural than to give up ourself and to love? So it's, it's interesting, but at the same time, um, when we have to address big issues such as sexual immorality, Impurity, right? Um, covetous covetousness, which we should always have to redefine because no matter how many times I'm told what that means, I still somehow forget. <laughs> I'm like, does anybody actually know uh, what covetousness means? It, it it means greediness for things, yeah. And kind of this relentless desire for more temporal mm. things, um, this craving for more, a desire for more. Mm. Um, Paul writes and says that this should not even be named among you. Mm. And 
on account of these things, but pe- um, I'll read it, verse verse five. Mm. For for you may be sure of this that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and mm. God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, sexual morality, impurity, covetousness, the because of these things, the mm. wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. I mean, clear. Mm. And the, the reality is, no matter how much we want this to mean whatever we want it to mean, it's pretty simple and easy to understand. Like, yeah. it, it means what it means. Right. Paul is not talking to the culture or to the world. He's talking to Christians. Mm. As as is proper among the saints, he mm. says. He's he's talking to the church at Ephesus. He's talking to Christian uh, Christians throughout the world. He's talking to us today. Uh, we're, we're not... He, he's, this, this message is for us today. Excuse yeah. me. And he, as much as we may want him to be condemning the culture or the mm. world, he's not. He's he's having a, a family discussion with us. Hey, Ooh. sexual immorality, covetousness, impurity, this should not be named among you. Yeah. Um, so we don't have room to cop out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say whatever. He's, yeah, get, go, Paul, you know, get... Talk about these issues that everybody of the world deals with. No, mm. we, we are in this camp. Right. And the standard for us is high. Yeah. And we we even, we, we hesitate to say that sometimes. Yeah. I hesitate to say that sometimes that because it makes us think that it's a works-based right. righteousness or we right. have to earn and, and maintain a relationship, earn it or even maintain a relationship with God. That's not what we're saying. Mm. What we are saying is, and what Paul is saying is, he's called us. God has called us to a higher standard. Hmm. He's called us to live as imitators of Him, to walk in love the way that He did, to not let sexual immorality, impurity, covetousness, filthy talk, don't even let it be named among you. Not only does He say, "Don't do it," He says, "Don't even be." near it enough for mm-hmm. somebody to be able to name mm-hmm. that among you. Um, and the, 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 the warning mm-hmm. is the wrath of God is coming mm. for those who participate habitually without repentance in these sins. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's hard for us to, to deal with these realities and right. to be honest about them. But, we can't just skip over it. We can't right. just gloss over. Right. Scripture is scripture, and and God placed Paul in the Bible on purpose. Mm. And in this case, it's a uh, he's like a good oncologist. You know, mm. he's like we got to get it out. Like, we, mm. There's no place for this among you. We've got to. We can't just tweak and adjust, and we can't just talk about half of God's attributes mm. without talking about the reality of his wrath yeah. and, and the, the fear that we should have that should motivate us to, to live in such a way that he's called us to. Mm. That's so good. Um, of, of what you said of just like how it's easier for us to talk about like the love of God and imitating God and 
now we got to talk about the do's and the don'ts, mm-hmm. right? We got to get into like the meaty or hearty part of the message. But I feel like it's easier um, to do those things, especially when we went on like this whole ordeal of like going through the first three chapters of mm-hmm. this is what all God has done for you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you've seen what God has done for you now in response to the gospel. This is what you should give up and 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 leave mm-hmm. but it's not that easy like mm-hmm. it's not not as easy to to preach through that and so which i definitely man like tip my hat off to you for mm-hmm. like preaching through this text because it is saying like hey you know it breaks down in first not first peter but ephesians 5 saying like they do not have inheritance in the kingdom of the messiah of god and it even mentions like crude foolish talking mm-hmm. crude joking like yeah it, make sure we get everybody in there right it's like <laughs> it's leaving no room for errors <laughs> and it is it's like it's kind of just like um because <clears throat> i i feel like as believers as i mean we get callous like we get for callous sure. of our actions for sure we get callous of what people say like and um it it brings up the wrath of god to say hey like don't get too comfortable mm-hmm. in where you are mm-hmm. like this is though christ has called you to rest in him this is this is not a lazy walk right? right this is don't become a lazy boy like right make sure that you are um using the word of god to reflect back of how you should act mm-hmm. even in your talking even in like it's what good. you say your actions and stuff like that and Here's the wrath of God. So I know you went on a tangent, and I want to hear this <laughs> tangent. Yeah. Um, although the audio isn't uploaded yet, which we pray by the <laughs> end of this podcast, it shall be. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> I think there was a pretty big technical difficulty. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I think this, so this, is, this might be the only. Wow. Yeah. Exclusive only. <laughs> yeah. If you were in the room. Yes. Limited time only. <laughs> hearing it from jared's mouth so i would love to hear this tangent yeah of you going on yeah i want to do that and then i want to make sure that we talk about security a little bit okay yeah so don't let me get too yeah yeah far down a tangent without because it does beg a lot of questions about security the Mm -hmm. security of the believer eternal security when we start to talk about these do's and don'ts and the way that we right live as believers so um but I, I was struck with this reality, maybe a, a, this revelation. It's not new. I believe it's all throughout Scripture. But when I was studying this week and I was thinking about the wrath of God and I was looking at stories of his mm. wrath in Joshua 7 with uh, the sin of Achan who took things that were supposed to be devoted to God for himself and hid it in his tent. And uh, by the way, this is Joshua 7. Mm. Joshua 6, I know you know this because you're not only a gentleman, but you're a scholar and <laughs> you're you're well on your way to, have, to being a master of divinity. Uh, true, that's actually, none of those things are exaggerations to, to our audience. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. So you know this, but J- Joshua 6 is the walls of Jericho come crumbling down. We all right. know the story. It's great. Right. It's a fight song. You know, God 
God annihilated their foes, and yeah. they were able. Well, of course, there was plunder left. There's silver. There's gold. There's garb. You know, yeah. garments that are special and worth a lot. And so, God, they weren't supposed to take those for themselves. They're right. supposed to devote them to the Lord, um, in thankfulness and gratitude for what He had given them. And naturally, because we're fallen and sinful, yeah, somebody, a, a man named Achan, took some for his for himself. We barely make it through Joshua chapter six. Yeah, we we never make it to Joshua seven, where literally this man and his whole family right. are stoned, right, and everything is burnt, yeah. like all of it's burnt, mm. and it was that was God's choice, that was God's will, right, to literally execute them, mm. and because of what they did, and yeah. that the the way that they idolized this ultimate form of idolatry to take what should be devoted to the Lord and keep it for yourself and worship it mm. rather than him for what he did. And God takes it very seriously. Mm. We don't talk about this. Mm. We don't talk about first Kings 18 where, uh, Elijah is, is there's, they're in a huge drought and there's no water and every, the people are worshiping Baal and Asherah. And there's all these hundreds of prophets for these other gods. Yeah. And Elijah calls down uh, fire from heaven, and right. and God proves Himself there, and then He executes the prophets. The prophets, yeah. <laughs> like it. What about the the flood? Yeah. You know, we, we focus on the the beautiful animals and the ark. And right. It's great. It's great. Right. I love it. But He killed. Yeah. Everybody, right? We don't see dead bodies floating. We on do the not kids, see on that. the kids' p- pictures walls. You know what I'm saying? We just see the <laughs> yeah. ark on the Noah, board. Yeah. <laughs> Noah smiling, the birds, you know, yeah. chirping. Like we see the nice part of it, but we don't see like the reality. So we 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 conceal this from the way that we think or teach God's yep. wrath, which is natural. I get it. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but then I also think that sometimes we teach, maybe inadvertently, but we teach. God's wrath in the Old Testament mm. is different than God's wrath in the New Testament. Or God's God operated, you know, he he took out his wrath or his anger in a unique way back then. Yeah, 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 Jared, but that was the Old Testament. Right, right. Joshua 7 where that's the Old Testament. Right. It doesn't happen today, you know, we're and and it's this reality like how many times have you heard somebody say or for me, I mean, how many times have I heard somebody say to me, God's not angry with you. He loves you. Mm. God loves you. He's not mm. angry. You know, there's grace. God's not angry. Yeah, yeah. And this reality that grace. Mm. Come on. We're not we're not playing Monopoly. Come on. It's not get out of jail free yeah. with right. this card with grace on it. Like mm. grace is is very real and we we are we talk about the grace of god and mm. we're going to continue to talk about right. and emphasize the grace of god right. do not hear me wrong yeah but grace is empowerment grace mm. is power for us to live free from sin for us to walk in this newness of life that he has he, he has regenerated us by grace through faith and yeah. he's sustaining us also with that grace it's this power for us to walk in him mm. We can't do it apart from grace, yeah. uh, from God. We can't right. do it apart from Him. 
him illuminating these this path for us and mm. even giving us air to breathe and anyway um but grace is not a an excuse maker mm. or a uh you know i go to the judge and i pull out right my get out of jail free card um god is angry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. god does have wrath yeah. still mm-hmm. The uniqueness for us is in in living in the new covenant Mm. is his wrath has been satisfied Mm. in the person and the work of Jesus. Yes. Yes. His wrath has not changed. God has not changed. Right. Ever. And he will not. He is. Yes, he is still angry with Mm -hmm. sin. Mm -hmm. But when you're in Christ, the punishment is on him mm. the penalty has been paid for yes this should motivate us to yeah. love and to good deeds and yeah. to respond appropriately it should not motivate us to sit back and boast or gloat yeah and as paul says let where grace abounds sin abound all the more by no means right should sin abound all the more right uh, we should be motivated to so I, I think that was partially the rant it's Mm-hmm. Um, of course, God is angry. Yeah, yeah, and and it may be hard for you to hear that God is angry with you. Mm. But what I'm telling, if if you're in these, if you're if you're unrepentant in these sins, you have to realize the that there is consequence. Yeah. There's there's penalty that must be paid. Mm. God is a just and a righteous God. No matter how hard it is to talk about, there must be. A penalty and it points or there must be a, a punishment yeah and and the penalty must be paid and so there there has to be either a substitute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you are going to receive right the wrath of God and yeah. that that reality of having no inheritance in the kingdom of, of Christ and God yeah. means your inheritance is going to be his wrath mm. and cast out of his presence yeah for all eternity. Yeah. It, it's anyway. Yeah. That, that was, man, that's so good. Kind of the rant. That's so good. Um, I want to add, add more fire to the pot. Please do. Because Leonard Ravenhill. Oh, he said, that's my boy. Leonard Ravenhill. It. If you I don't know him, it. he's like a revivalist. Yeah. Um, that stirred around, um, I want to say during world war two mm. and he was in Britain then he moved and came here to America yeah. and that's where he started his ministry. Um, mm-hmm. and so he was, he was this awesome guy. Anyway, he said a quote like this that really kind of sobered me real quickly. Cause I, I, I read it in high school, but he said that quote of like, Hey, you know, God loves the sinner, mm. uh, but he hates your sin. And uh, I'm pretty sure all of us heard that term before. Like, yeah. Hey, you know, like what you just said, like, yeah. Hey, he, he doesn't hate you. He hates your sin, um, and but he loves you. And Leonard Leonard Ravenhill basically like flipped that on his head, and he said, mm, "God doesn't, you know, hate your sin and and love you. He actually hates you for committing the sin, and that's why he sends you to hell. Like, mm-hmm. in a sense, not necessarily sending, like, but that's why you you're going yeah. to hell because of your sin, like." Yeah. He's not sending your sin to hell. Right. right. 
uh, and then keeping you right right he's not doing that he is and this where he quotes like psalms five and seven where it mm-hmm. says like god is angry with the wicked every day every day and um it blew my mind to like read that but it also gave me like a sobering conclusion of just like what you said jerry like this is the reason why we need the cross because right. his kindness is jesus and this is what it right. says in romans 2 his kindness should lead us into repentance, repentance. like seeing that he has sent a rescue boat yeah. you know to come save us while we were dead at the bottom of the sea you know yeah. it should lead us to like to have this humility about us yeah. that isn't boastful that isn't prideful knowing that we had nothing to do with our salvation um that this god owes nothing to me like he he didn't he doesn't have to save us you yeah. know what i'm saying like he 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 owes us nothing yeah and we owe him everything so in a sense of just like learning god's wrath we get to see that god hates ultimately sin um through the through the cross by making his son pay the full penalty that's yeah. why it says like in romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death. death like if we continue to sin this is what we're going to get we're going to get god's wrath like this yeah this in a sense like it shouldn't be a surprise to us but it is but it shouldn't be because like what sin equals is death mm-hmm. um and when we get to ephesians chapter 5 He's saying if you habitually mm-hmm. would habitually practicing this, yeah. no remorse in your heart, man. Like you're not trying to imitate God. You're just trying to be you. What you're doing is taking gra- grace for granted yeah. and kind of using grace as a license to sin. Yeah. Then you're going to get what your sin requires of you, you know, death. Yeah. And like yeah. it, it is and it is sad um to really think about like god's god's wrath um on on disobedient people and i don't want to take away from that but it does make sense like when we look through it scripturally and biblically like and how god deals with sin and that he makes an opportunity for us to escape our sin yeah so it's good um but you wanted to bring about security because yeah <laughs> yeah thank you i know that you know some people are like man these guys are fire and brimstone right, right now right, you know right, talking right. about god's wrath and what about god's love and what about god's security you know for us or aren't we internally like secured and mm-hmm. how does that all work man yeah and um what a mystery <laughs> right right <laughs> you know and i'm um you know, it's it's so healthy in a sense to have this fearful response mm. when we think about God's wrath and when we truly understand what it means when we say God is love mm. to ultimately be love means he not just to, to love right. at times, right. but to be love. That means he is also good all the time he is righteous Mm. he is just so everything he does he does it's not just loving what he does he is love Mm. and with with that comes justice with that comes um 
unchangeable goodness where mm. he, he, he has to carry out yeah. goodness and we can't divorce. We, it's such a weak definition of love mm. if it Come doesn't on. include yeah. that. Yeah. And, but, uh, and, and it takes us to this place of being fearful. And a lot of times, I think our natural tendency is to run mm. from that fear mm. and to run towards a, a, a place that's easier to understand mm. or more comfortable. Right. When we think about God's wrath and, and sin and the penalty for sin, that's good. We, we tend to want to go to a place that's more comfortable for us to think about or more logical. But then we box God into what we can understand and we totally miss the fact that his ways are higher than our ways and mm. his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he is totally good, totally just all the time, totally loving all the time. Mm. And so that fear should be embraced. There, right. This is the fear that we need. Right. To to have the fear of the Lord mm. is not something to run from. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah 32, this is the new covenant promise. This mm. is this is the prophecy for 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 the new covenant to come. Jeremiah's writing and this applies to us today. I will give them one heart and one way that they may fear me forever. Mm. This is God talking for their own good and the good of their children after them. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. Mm. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. Mm. I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they so that mm. they may not turn from me so this this fear in in essence the point I, I i'm trying to make is this fear that he has put in our hearts is so much of why we should be secure mm. in Come him on. That's because good. we know that he's given us right. this healthy and righteous fear yeah. of him that motivates us not in a legalistic or obligatory yeah. way, yeah. but in a, I've been changed. And yeah, this is, this is a higher standard that I'm being called to, but there's no other way for me to live now because my heart in my heart is uh, now that it's been regenerated, there's a fear mm. for what is holy. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's motivating me to struggle and fight with my sin mm. Mm. to to wrestle every day with my natural tendencies to, right. to crucify them right. is to struggle. We right. we can't just assume that it's gone, yeah. you know. And this this reality of fear being the motive, yeah. not just any fear, fear of the Lord being right. the motive. Right for us struggling and fighting and crucifying the flesh, crucifying our sin, mm. putting it away, as Paul writes, that this is our security. Right. Um, That's good. That we, that we are people that aren't perfect, yeah. but do fight mm. and have a fear in us that of God that's motivating us to fight. Mm. But we have to be careful what we call struggle. Come on. This is what I wanted to make clear. Yes. Because, yes. you know, we can be in habitual sin, practicing things that are clearly yeah. in Scripture must be put away. Yeah. 
should not be named among you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we can be excusing it mm -hmm. and practicing it and calling it a struggle. Yeah. Belittling Bel sin. Yeah. Belittling it. Yeah. And avoiding the fact that there is true consequence. Right. And calling it a struggle and saying, I'm under grace and this is the way that God made me. And I'm, I, you know, I'm, a, it, are, are struggling and wrestling with sin and, and fighting this fight of faith is about turning mm, from sin come on. in repentance yeah. and turning to God. Right. That to me is the struggle. Mm. If, if we're just over there in the excuse camp, uh, making a list of reasons for why we do what we do, or mm. even reading the Bible, looking for loopholes right, right. for why we could or, or should be over here. That's making excuses is not struggling with sin and, mm. and, and wrestling and, and crucifying the flesh. That's um, making excuses is giving in and trying to, um, and, and and expecting God to to, to be a universalist, I mm. guess, mm. and uh, welcome everyone no matter what. It's yep. there must be penalty. Yeah, there must be punishment. Right. And for those that He has given a new heart to, that He has regenerated, the promise is not that tomorrow you will be perfect. And you will never make a mistake. Mm. You will never sin right. again. That's not the promise. Yeah. The promise is I will put a new heart in you. Mm. I'll put a new spirit in mm. you, my spirit. And I will put the fear of me, God right. says, right. in you so that, the, uh, Jeremiah 32, so that you may not turn from me. Boy, that's so good. That is so good. Um, because I want to hear on that word fear because... I love what you said about that word fear is because like we have an unhealthy view of fear yes. and we think fear either we have an unhealthy view of fear or it's kind of just like we kind of like belittle fear. So by unhealthy fear, it's kind of just like what? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Fear. I shouldn't fear God. It says that perfect love cast out fear. And then it's kind of like we belittle fear of like, well, you know, that word fear is kind of reverence. It means awe. That means he just stood in awe of <laughs> what he saw, mouth open, slobbering come from his mouth. <laughs> that That's what that means by fear, wow. right? But what I read, like, wow. when I read, um, when I read Isaiah, right, Isaiah 6 of him standing before the Lord, he says, whoa. Woe is me. Woe is me. Like I'm I'm sitting here in the glory of God and woe is me. I am a sinner mm -hmm. of unclean lips, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then what or I look at uh Revelation chapter one where my boy John sees Jesus, <laughs> he falls down like as if he was dead. Yep. You know, it's just like <laughs> my boy's passing out. Like <laughs> um and so the way that we should see fear, I believe Proverbs one says it clear of just like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and yep. who despises wisdom and discipline. Yep. And so I, the reason why, man, I'm kind of just hyped up about this is because yeah. Maisha and I were about to drop a podcast talking about fear. Yeah. And are we using <clears throat> like what's our resource? What, what's our resources or or source? And the reason what we mean by that is like there's a healthy fear. There's a healthy view 
of fear, right? So a healthy view of fear is active fear and then passive fear. Passive fear is like there's a hurricane outside. Well, yeah, we're, we're in Georgia. So a hurricane would be applicable uh-huh. in this situation. There's a hurricane outside. Uh-huh. Corbin's getting underneath the table and he's not moving. Yeah. Right. He, okay. He's paralyzed by fear, paralysis, analysis. I Got think it. that's what they say. Right. Okay. And then active fear. Yeah. Right. Is like. You you know. Evacuate. Right. Or in, in a sense, active fear is like you're in the grocery store. You oh. acting up. You, you're misbehaving. Your mom I just gives you. you that look. Yeah. Right. That get right look. Yeah. And. Because of that, because you fear your mom, yeah. it drives disobedience from your heart. Mm-hmm. Like it, 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 it places it places uh, what your mom's going to do to you. Like it, it, it places that fear from your heart of just saying, like, man, like I need to be obedient. I need to control yeah. myself in this grocery store, or my mom is gonna give me the works afterwards. <laughs> you know, like so. So, in in that sense, that it's. It's that healthy fear that drives us to obedience because like we fear yeah we fear God. Like it's kind of it's it's what um uh what David says in Psalms twenty three, he says, Hey, listen, like I have your rod yeah and the staff and basically the staff is like, Hey, for a shepherd it's leading you and then for the rod is used as a form of discipline. Yeah. Right. And it says, I walk through the shadow of death and I shall fear no, no evil. evil. And the reason why he doesn't fear evil, because he fears something greater Good. than that. And Good. it's God. Right. Good. God casts uh, a yeah. longer shadow yeah. over death. And yeah. so it's like, I don't need to fear death right. anymore. Like, right. because I have someone, I have a greater source. Right. And that source is God. And because of that, that greater source is. So it's kind of just like even going back to the kid example of just like his friends may be peer pressuring him to do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but because of who he knows who his parents are, he's not going to do that action, mm-hmm. right? Because he's know what lays after the consequence. Yeah. He, he knows there's a, there's a consequence for his actions and he knows what lays behind that. And so it's like he has a healthy fear of his parents. Like he respects his parents. Um, and so same thing with, with God here is that like he becomes a true source of, and we, we don't have to fear anything else. Like we don't have to fear of like, you know, of money where the money is going to come or going through, going through that because we know that God is the main source. Like we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear people, you know, because ultimately we're trying to please God. And, and if we get our if we kind of get in the jamble of necessarily not saying that we fear God, then he, in a sense, he doesn't become like the main source, the greater source of who we are looking to when situations get tough, you know, cause it's like, Hey, you know, we don't really, my boss is coming down really hard on me and I, I'm really, I'm really scared of losing my job right now, but who's greater than that? You know, who, who, who's greater then that who can take you from that position? Is it your boss, or you know, is it God? Like, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where the money's coming from. Like, well, who's providing for you? Like, was it you providing for you, or was it God? So we just have to change. I think we just have to change our view 
totally agree to get a to health, healthy picture of that yeah that's so good I, hebrews 12 is is so much of what you were just saying we know we know verse 29 for our god is an all-consuming fire right. Right? right we love that that's a that's a fight song yeah. you know <laughs> as long as we mean that against our enemies mm-hmm. we love that then when we realize that what he's consuming is wickedness mm. and all manner of evil, and I have that in me, mm. now it gets a little harder. But then verse 28, right before that, right. says, Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, mm. for our God is an all-consuming fire, for our mm. God is a consuming fire. Let us offer acceptable worship in reverence and awe. Hmm. This this is the response of fearing the Lord hmm. in a healthy way because he is a consuming fire and right. he is coming for wickedness. Hmm. He's coming for evil. He's There will be just punishment for hmm. sin for all manner of evil, whether it's on the back of Jesus yeah. or whether it's on those who haven't repented and right. turned from their ways and turned to Christ. Um, but this response of acceptable worship mm-hmm. in reverence and all that we could preach about that yeah, because that's, that's what you're saying. That's what I heard you say. It's deeper than just the awe, like, wow, he is so great. Right. Right. It, the awe is, is just part of the response. Yeah. We also revere him Mm -hmm. and we bring acceptable worship. We don't like that word acceptable either. Mm. So you mean there's unacceptable worship? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can miss the mark with, I like, I like the, uh, I I would rather you talk about, you know, a grace that covers. Mm. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yes. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes. And there is acceptable worship. Mm. For true religion that is pure and faultless is this: those who look after the orphans and the widows and in their distress. And, and James writes, and we are to offer our bodies. Paul writes in Romans twelve as a living sacrifice, yeah. holy and pleasing to God. Right. So there is a pleasing aroma. He writes in Ephesians five just before this. There's a pleasing aroma right. to God, a pleasing fragrance. Right. We, we, we there is an acceptable way to to live our lives in worship to Him and. I I don't know that we can do that apart from a healthy fear mm. of the Almighty. Yeah, and we need we need to remind ourselves of that. I have to remind myself of yeah. that all the time. Yeah, and that's so good. I mean, and it doesn't mean that we should. When we say fear, it's like not a sense of us walking on eggshells mm-hmm. right and like oh man like lord's gonna get angry at me for the sin i i just committed and right. it's like no it's been covered yeah by jesus your your, your sin has been covered yep. past present future um but we need to be aware and acknowledge that yeah. you know our sin does bring death and if we continue to operate within that and belittle our sin and yeah. practice it practice i mean when i think of practice i think about like basketball football you do it every day you know and if you're at college 
athlete. You do it morning and you do it in the afternoon. So just like it's a habitual thing that's become part of your life. And this is why I believe it's so important uh, when it, when Paul says in 1 Corinthians, either 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 13, he says, test mm-hmm. yourself to see if the Lord is still like in you. Like you, you want to examine yourself to see like, hey, am I, evaluate yourself, evaluate yeah. your life, have other people evaluate your life. Like, where am I missing the mark here? And that shouldn't bring unhealthy fear. Rather, that should bring like, a moment of transparency, a moment of where you can get better and improve That's in good. your walk with Christ. That's good. For there is now no condemnation right. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. We believe that. We stand on that. We yeah. preach that. We emphasize that. And and there is right. condemnation for those who are not mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And those who are in Christ Jesus will, as Paul writes in, in 2 Corinthians five they will be made a new creation right the old is gone the new has come regenerated with a new heart with a new spirit with god's spirit and with fear mm. inside fear of the almighty mm. inside of us there there is a fear that we need mm. and uh we you're right it's not an eggshell type of fear it's not a landmine walking through Normandy trying to make sure we don't get blown up. That's right. not what we're talking about. Right, right. It, it, there is now no condemnation. Yeah. That doesn't change the fact that we we walk as soldiers, right. children of the light, in the light, mm. um, motivated to be imitators of him. So do you have anything else to add yeah, on? I feel like that was just super good, man. I got nothing else, man. Man. Um, well, we definitely appreciate you guys for yeah, we do. listening to us, man. We love you so much. Grace and peace, fam. Have a great day.